Two members of the Louisville football program have announced that they are coming back for the 2022 season. We'll talk about what that means for the team on this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TVs, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. As always, I want to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked on Louisville podcast, free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Two key members of the, Louisville, of the Louisville football program have announced that they are coming back for next season. That is offensive lineman Caleb Chandler and tight end Marshawn Ford. We'll talk about what their returns mean for the Louisville offense next season. We'll also then dive into the preview of primetime matchup for the University of Louisville women's basketball team. The third-ranked Cardinals will travel to Raleigh, North Carolina, where they will take on the fourth-ranked NC State Wolfpack in a huge ACC heavyweight clash on Thursday evening. We'll talk the key players to the game, the players to watch, I'm sorry, the keys to the game, the players to watch, and some other stuff you need to know about. And then in the final segment, we will discuss what is at stake in this matchup for the Cardinals. Before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Also do some PA announcement work for the university in various sports. You can check out my personal Twitter in the graphic in the bottom left hand of your screen. And the podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into the show. Um, two members of the Louisville football program have announced that they're coming back. Like I mentioned here just a couple seconds ago, that is offensive lineman Kaylor Chandler and tight end Marshawn Ford. Now, I'll be honest, coming into the offseason, Caleb Chandler had one of the best second halves of the 2021 campaign of possibly any um, offensive lineman in the ACC outside of NC State's um, Ikeem Ekwanu, who is probably he's a projected top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Caleb Chandler was probably one of those to where you know I had been told by a couple people that he was not necessarily on the fence, but you know, probably leaning toward going pro and that they would be surprised if he does come back. However, it just so happened to be the opposite of what transpired. Chandler is back. Um, I'm not a huge fan of pro football focus, um, PFF in short. I feel like um, it doesn't take a lot of coverages into account, context, etc. Um, it just kind of, you know, strictly is judged based upon purely stats and stuff like that. So I think it, I mean, I think it's a good tool for grading and, and all that good jazz, but I do think that it lacks in some aspects. But if you're a fan of PFF, you know, he was, I think, the high, one of the highest rated offensive linemen in the country this past season, a top 100 player, according to the platform. So he decides to come back. That means Louisville is returning, um, I think it's four of their five starters on the offensive line outside of Cole Bentley, which is huge. Because 
you, you bring Adonis Boom back. You know, Brian Hudson will probably slide into um, Cole Bentley's uh, the hole that Cole Bentley left at center, and then you have Caleb Chandler, you know, playing in the guard positions. But I think that this is huge for the Louisville offense next season because one of the benefits that Malik Cunningham had this past year was the fact that he was granted a ton of time to throw the football and make decisions, go through his reads, decide if he wants to scramble out or not. So that's huge, not only for Cunningham, but also the running game. Because we saw there was a there was a stretch in the middle half of the season where the Cardinals had five straight games where they rushed for over 200 yards. Now, a lot of that is on Jalen Mitchell, Travion Cooley, and Malik Cunningham, and how dynamic all three of those guys are as um, – you know, as running, as runners, but um, also you, know, you can't underestimate the holes that the offensive line created, just being able to set the tone up front. There were very few instances during the season in which the Louisville offensive line struggled um, against the two SEC teams are probably, probably the only times in which the team's offensive line struggled. So, um, you know, huge returning uh, I'm sorry, huge returner in, in Caleb Chandler. I think he sets the tone for this offense, uh, this offensive line, I should say. I can't speak. I, I feel like I say I can't speak at all um, every single episode, so I apologize on that. But um, there, there's something that I can't apologize for, and that is believing that Caleb Chandler could turn into a top three-round, first-round draft pick next season. I'm not over-exaggerating. I think he is that good. He's not Mackay Becton good, obviously, but I think he is one of the you know the next in a in a solid list of Louisville offensive linemen that get to the professional ranks. I think he can go in the top three rounds next April. So the other key returner is tight end Marshawn Ford. I was very excited about this one. Um, a little different than Caleb Chandler's situation. I heard that there was possible rumblings that he could you know test the waters, which. I mean, if you're Marshawn, you know you can't necessarily blame him for trying to secure the bag. But he is coming back, betting on himself. Um, had 49 receptions for 550 yards and two touchdowns this past season. Um, the yardage was a career high, but not necessarily what we thought we could see from him as a touch as a touchdown machine. Had two touchdowns out in the past three. I'm sorry, in the past two. Um, seasons uh, in 19 he had seven touchdowns and 20 he had six touchdowns I think that Malik Cunningham this is a good opportunity for him you know it's a security blanket because Marshawn Ford is one of the most consistent tight ends that we've ever had here at the University of Louisville he's a mismatch nightmare he's he's uh if you line him up outside you know he's too big to uh, be be guarded by you know a traditional cornerback but if you put him inside where he usually is you know he's you know too athletic and too quick to be you know, checked by an opposing linebacker. So ultimately, I think that this is this is huge for the Louisville football team and the offense in particular. Number one, because you bring back one of the leaders of the team. You know, a, a hometown 502 guy. Um, you know, and a staple to this offense. But number two, not only do you give Malik Cunningham his security blanket back, but you also change the whole dynamic. I'm not saying that the tight ends that would come into his spot would. Um, would stink it up by any chance because I think we have a lot of talent at tight end behind Marshawn, but it's very, very evident. You know, Marshawn is one of the best tight ends in the ACC talent-wise. Now, whether the production meets that or not, whether the opportunities and the targets meet that or not, he still is a key and vital aspect to this offense. Like I said, I think it, it 
gives the offense a tr- an, an, an extra gear, so to speak, because you know being able to utilize such a great tight end is huge, not only for Malik, but also for the wide receiving core, in which next year, um, it'll be interesting to see who steps up. You know, it'll, it'll kind of be like um, this past year where Jordan Watkins, Justin Marshall, and guys had to step up. Now there is no Watkins, now there is no Marshall, and you have more guys that have to step up. You do have Amari Huggins, Bruce returning, Tyler Harrell, um, Braden Smith is back. So, you know, it, it's set up to be a very solid wide receiver core, but it does take away some of the, um, not necessarily responsibility, but it takes away some of the pressure to come out and perform right away. So I think that the key here is I would like to see, you know, the offense dial up more plays in which Marshawn Ford is kind of the design target. I want to see him get more targets in the game because, you know, there was a couple games last year to where, you know, he only had, you know, two or three targets. But when he does get his number called, he's a guy that flat out makes things happen. That's got to be the focal point for Louisville this season is getting him the football by any means necessary. I'm not talking about force feeding, but I think that there is a, a, you know, he deserves a good amount of targets per game. So we'll continue to talk about returners as we hear about him. Um, well, actually, you probably can't because yesterday was the uh, the deadline for guys to um, to come back. But what I meant to say was we'll talk about potential transfers. Sorry about that. But um, as they come in, very excited for the 2020. I'm getting very excited for the 2022 campaign. It's it's fixing up to where Louisville can win a good amount of games. I now want to turn the attention to the women's basketball team, the third-ranked Cardinals, looking to put that 15-game winning streak on the line as they take on the North Carolina State Wolfpack on Thursday, 7.30 primetime ESPN matchup against the fourth-ranked Wolfpack. We'll talk about everything you need to know about that matchup here in just a second after we talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. And it remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop means you can sign up today and use your promo code locked on and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. And Bet Online is where the game starts. As I mentioned, Huge matchup, the one everyone is looking forward to, the third-ranked Louisville Cardinals taking on the fourth-ranked NC State Wolfpack and Wes Moore at the helm there in Raleigh. It's going to be a very big matchup, and I I am kind of torn on which way I think this is going to go. I do want to talk about the players to watch for. I want to talk about the the um, the keys to the game for the Cardinals, why NC State is so good. We'll start out talking a little bit, you know, of a uh, – uh, a little bit of uh, a get-to-know NC State, so to speak. The Wolfpack are fifteen and two, or I'm sorry, sixteen and two on the season. Their only losses come in the season opener to South Carolina, who's the number one team in the country. Also to the to the Georgia Bulldogs, that was eighty-two to eighty um, a couple weeks ago. Georgia is currently ranked thirteenth in the country, so they're a very quality squad. So far, both teams combined twelve and zero in conference play. NC State has played two more with Louisville going into that COVID pause, but um, and NC State's pretty much handling their conference opposition. I think the closest game that they've had in conference play is a twelve-point victory over Miami last week. All of the other ones have been, you know, wins by at least twelve. Um, 
NC State beat Maryland by 18, uh, 18 points earlier in the year. They beat Florida by 33, beat IU, who is um, you know was ranked high to begin the year. They beat them by eight points. So the Wolfpack are the real deal. Once again, Alyssa Kunane is going to be the player to watch for the Wolfpack. Um, you, know, you could go a couple of different ways. They have well, NC, what ESPN ranked the number one transfer in all of the land coming in, and um, five-five guard Diamond Johnson. They do have uh, Jakai Brown, Turner, Kai Crutchfield. Um, um, I'm sorry, Reina Perez, etc. It, it's a very veteran-led group. Jada Boyd, etc. But the player to watch here is Alyssa Kunane. She has been the player that Louisville has struggled with pretty much ever since she has come to Raleigh. 14.1 points per game, 7.6 rebounds. Per game, she's uh, shooting the ball 54% from the um, from the field, and um, you know overall, just one of the nation's best players. You know, at six foot five inches, she really makes life tough for opposing front courts. She's the player to watch here for NC State because I feel like they go as she goes, as we've seen in previous matchups. NC State has um, struggled when Kunane is either in foul trouble or her shot's not falling. She's not able to get anything going offensively. Um, but, you know, when she gets going, it's really hard to stop, you know, that that NC State team. So, you know, Lisa Kunane is the player to watch for here. She's been a player that's been very successful against the Cards. Over her career, it seems like she's been uh, on that Wolfpack team for 15 years almost, but um, a very solid career for her nonetheless. Um, Ja'Kai Brown-Turner is another player. You know, at six six foot, she's only averaging 8.1 points per game and 4.6 rebounds. Like, like you know, I think the name of the game here is kind of like Louisville. It's a very balanced rotation. You're not going to see anybody score, you know, 20 points per game. But, uh, you know, Brown-Turner is a player, you know, with her athleticism, you know, six-foot frame. She really hurt the cards last year. That's why I think that Emily Inksler is – the player to watch for for the Louisville Cardinals in this matchup because I think that she changes the whole dynamic of the team when she's going on when she's you know getting her stuff going offensively, and she is the most critical piece to the Louisville defensive puzzle, um, especially when you have a ton of size for NC State. I'm not saying that you know Emily's going to guard um, Kinane because I think that um, that's probably going to be Cochran and Dixon a little bit of a rotation of both. Uh, but I do like the fact that you can stick um, Emily Inksler on Brown Turner and some other you know front court pieces that they have um, you know, that kind of matches athletically. And I think that that's kind of what Louisville was missing last year when Brown Turner came into the Yum Center and and hurt the cards. But overall, I think that Emily Inksler changes the dynamic of the offense when she's um, scoring the ball. You know, in the way that she does, whether that be around the rim, you know, you know, um, you know, behind the arc, she's shooting the ball well from behind the arc. I think that it just it, it puts you know Louisville at a different dynamic when you know you her as a pick and roll ball handler you know defending the pick and roll it's going to be key for an NC State offense that is very very solid uh, they're 13th in the nation in total scoring they average just under 80 points per game so it's going to be a good defense going up against a good offense and that's where Louisville is going to have to really make their money so. Um, your key players to the game, obviously, it's, it's Alyssa Kinane, it's Emily Ingsler. The keys to the game for the Cardinals. Um, number one, it is limit perimeter shooting. Make life tough for the NC State Wolfpack from three-point land. Right now, Westmore's team is the number one team in the country in three-point shooting. They uh, shoot the ball 40.9% from behind the arc. Um, 
that I mean that's absolutely incredible. They made 153 uh, three point field goals on the season. So, you know, it's that's something where it's going to be really really tough, you know, for the for the Louisville Cardinals because they have a ton of players that can come in and um, shoot the ball at an extremely high level. So, the perimeter defense is going to be the key for the Cardinals. Um, I'll be at this season Jeff Walls' defense has done pretty well in forcing teams to take off-balance shots, shots they don't want to take in terms of penetrating toward the rim. But this is going to be a totally different animal. I feel like NC State is the best team that Louisville has, is, is going to play so far this season. And um, <clears throat> obviously the best three-point shooting team. The next key to the game will come in the sense of... <clears throat> sorry. You're going to have to get players like Alyssa Kinane in foul trouble. I think that um, the issue here is going to be, um, you know, not necessarily, um, you know, getting them in foul trouble, but you know, getting them to turn the ball over as well. I think um, if you, if you went back and forth, you could probably say turning, you know, forcing turnovers is probably two, and, and getting the the NC State Wolfpack in foul trouble is probably two B because um, you know this is going to be the biggest defensive test for the Cardinals this season. Obviously, we know how good of a defense they are. They're one of the best in the country. You know, in all the land currently, been the you know, they're number four right now. You know, allowing forty nine point seven points per game to their opposition. So it, it's going to be just a matter of forcing turnovers. Um, when you look at what the um the cardinals um are, are really good at when it comes to turnovers forced per game um they're sitting right you know currently 20th in the country 21.5 per game to their opposition and um i think that they are the only yeah they're outside of texas they are the only power five team in that um in that ranking so you know a lot of that is 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 based upon your opposition. So forcing turnovers, limiting three-point uh, field goals, it, it's a matter of good defense willing you to the victory here because um, I would be surprised if this turns into a high-scoring affair. It's likely going to be one of those to where Louisville feels probably most if it's one of those low-scoring and the Cardinals are um, you know, holding the NC State defensively. But at the end of the day, uh, if you ask Jeff Walls, he would say, yeah, you know, we can win by – good defense we can win by good offense you know our, our squad is very solid in both regards so um i want to take this time now to um answer what is at stake in this matchup for both teams especially for louisville in particular we'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends at built bar it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure you include built bar in your plan it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and makes it easier to stick to your re resolution. If you want to eat healthy, sometimes it gets boring. By like week three, you're, you're thinking, okay, this just isn't worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They give a ton of healthy benefits, leaps and bounds healthier than a true candy bar. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and an astounding 17 grams of protein. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. Go to Bilt.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, let's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. All right, so we are talking, what is at stake 
in this matchup between two top five teams in January of ACC play? Well, number one, possible regular season conference championship is on the line here. You know, there are um, implications that this could possibly decide who wins the conference. Now, look, this is no disrespect meant to any of the other teams in the conference. Obviously, any team can win on any given day, especially if a team is going on the road. However, both of these teams, both Louisville and North Carolina State, have shown that they are handling all of the opposition that they are playing. NC State, in particular, 7-0 in conference. This is the only match between the two top five teams. After that, they played North Carolina and Duke again, both on the road, albeit, but both teams they have beaten by over 20 points. So you have to take into consideration the only matchup that's been close this year for the Wolfpack is a 12-point victory against the Miami Hurricanes. Am I saying that they're going to lose another game? Well, even if they do and NC State wins this game against Louisville, well, I mean, the, the cards would have to at least, you know, I mean, NC State would have to lose two, and Louisville would have to win out, um, you know, unless you know you're focusing on a share of the conference you know, championship in the regular season. But this matchup, like I mentioned, has you know regular season conference um, championship um, implications. So I'm not talking about the tournament. I'm talking about getting the number one seed in conference tournament play. NC State has the very, you know, has could very well run the table after this. Like I mentioned, NC, um, I'm sorry, Duke and North Carolina are, are the two top teams that they play. They do have Georgia Tech later on um, here in a couple weeks, which Georgia Tech is a team that um, you know could make like you know could make things interesting for the Wolfpack. But um, I think it's clear that these are the top two teams. This is the top tier in the ACC. When you look at what Louisville, excuse me, what Louisville has. For the rest of the schedule, they still have to play Duke. They still have to play North Carolina. They're playing Notre Dame twice. Um, you know, so this is um, the, the schedule is a little bit tougher for the Cardinals than it is the Wolfpack. But I do think that you know Louisville is it, the first or the second best team in the conference. So it does have regular season um, seeding implications and regular season conference um, title implications for both Louisville and NC State. But not only that. We've seen these matchups to have a lot more impact than that, and that is on tournament seeding for the um, big dance come March. It, it's no doubt that um, there's always a debate on you know teams four through six on who should get that last overall number one seed, and even kind of spanning beyond that. A lot of times the water is murky. South Carolina currently is sitting seventeen and one on the season. Stanford thirteen and three. Tennessee's 17-1, Indiana's 14-2, and and there's a couple other teams, you know, UConn, uh, Michigan, Iowa State, Arizona, LSU, etc. Um, I feel like all of those could be in contention for a number one seed if things, um, you know, if mayhem um, on, ensues, you know, in, in conference tournament play or just in, um, you know, conference play in general. But we could see this game have a lot of implication on the tournament. It could uh, be the differentiating factor between a team being the number one seed in the tournament and being uh, you know the top number two seed because a win over Louisville or over NC State respectively for either team would be the best victory that both teams have had thus far. It boosts Louisville tournament resume because not right now. I mean they they have a pretty solid resume. I mean they have um, 
you know, to date, they've beaten the number eight team in Michigan. They beat the number 19 in UConn. Their only loss comes to number 10, Arizona. Um, they beat number 18, Georgia Tech. They beat number 23, Kentucky, etc. You know, they're going to have opportunities with, you know, twice against Notre Dame, against North Carolina, against Duke. All three of those teams are ranked. But this could be the cherry on top victory that, you know, gets Jeff Wall's team another number one seeding. So ultimately, I, I think that this game has. You know, at the end of the day, it's not going to define your season. You know, you can make, you can win an NCAA championship as the number number one overall seed. You can win an NBA, NBA. I say NBA. My goodness, you can win an NCAA championship as the number one overall seed. You can win the NCAA championship as the top number two seed or the top number three seed. It's just about how you're playing. You know, come tournament time. But I do think that there are implications when it comes to seeding and coming, you know, come to overall ranking that could do the Cardinals some favors uh, when it comes to, you know, here in the next uh, month and a half or so. But ultimately, it's not far-fetched to say that the ACC regular season title is on the line on Thursday night down in Raleigh, like I mentioned. That is a 7.30 primetime tip-off on ESPN. The Cardinals have struggled with... NC State's size, especially last season, um, they do bring in a lockdown defender in Emily Inksler, who I think is going to do wonders for the Cardinal defense in this one and for the Cardinal offense, etc. There's going to be a lot of emphasis on Olivia Cochran and Liz Dixon playing well. You're going to have to you know, get good games from Kiana Smith and Haley Van Lith. I would like to see some stuff from Alana Smith as well and some of the other um, – rotational pieces but a good opportunity here for Jeff Walls with that 15 game winning streak the longest winning streak in the the country for D1 women's basketball on the line as the Cardinals come into a matchup that I'm that likely they have had circled for quite some time before we get out of here a couple quick shout outs first to the Cardinal Sports on podcast um, you can get the most recent episode which is the most listened to in Cardinal Sports Zone history I'm talking about um you know, some inside information of the Cardinals men's basketball program. You can find that at cardinalsportszone.com. Also, the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert analysis from Lee Sterling. Get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Tomorrow, Jeremy Wallman back on for a special Wallman Wednesday edition of the show. We break down all four of the football offseason coaching hires and, um, you know, analyze what we like about each hire. That's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here for that special episode tomorrow.